we've been given a car. Been forgiven, risen, we living to give them our all. Rise up from your past, it's holding you down. This moment is all that matters, the future is now. How will the people know if we don't sell them? If we fell them, they're stumbling in the dark, but the light is what we carry in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another Wild Wednesday. Actually, our first time recording in a Wednesday in quite a while. And that was, since everyone likes to know the music, that was Lecrae, and that song is called Messengers, and I love it. And, uh, you know, he says, in the future, all we have is right now. And I think that those are, uh, Lecrae spent some time in jail, and uh, I think he came back a, a very uh, well-read and uh, perspectived, is that a word, perspective, no, can I make it? You can have perspective. But perspective, right, you can't be a perspective. Perspective person, no. Yeah. All right, but you know what you can have? You can have one of these, look. Oh, wow, you got the lime green there. Yeah, well, I have a little complaint, Iraq, before we get started. I actually have a lot of random musings today, so buckle up your safety belts. Iraq, this is not lime green, my man. This is a little more like, uh, I don't know, this is a little more like slime green, don't you think, or maybe puke green? I don't know, it's, it's good, it, it works for you. I'm more of a black, white, blue guy. I, yeah. I got the. Uh, I guess we switched providers, right? We switched. Yeah. Companies. Yeah, we did. So I had like the beautiful Royal Navy shirt going, which I just thought was absolutely wonderful. Shit, but, you think that, that that's what it is? You think it's the production quality that is know. like? Do we I even have a black? Do we have a black uh, shirt anymore, or is it? Yeah, I think we do. I got, I also got an awesome, I, the blue is great. I got a sky blue long sleeve shirt and you better believe I'm going to be wearing that thing everywhere. And that's a new item because we have long sleeve shirts with the mm -hmm. previous vendor. Um, do we still have the onesies for the babies? Um, I think so. And we have hoodies. He needs to do some hats. Yeah, well, I, I have the... Hat. I had the random one that I got made up for me at Lids, but I've got to get an official one with my head on it. Um, yeah, 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 with our logo. Right, right, right. Um, so yes, no, with that, but so, Iraq, let, let's let's uh, have a let's have a merch meeting to discuss what's going on with our stuff and, and oh, maybe we could have him come on the show. We, I don't even know if we've ever did we have. No, him he's on been on the show. Yeah, so he could actually come on and push the items. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I bought two items, um, and I was thinking I was thinking a lot about this. So, you know, you and I before we went on air, we talked about that there was a another uh, tragic shooting. There were actually several uh, shootings that took place um, over the since the last time we spoke. We even uh, had one in Philadelphia, which was crazy. Uh, right, you don't know about it. I can talk about it in a second, but uh, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the one in there was obviously there was the one in Philadelphia and I'll let you talk about that in a second. And then there was certainly, um, the one in, um, Highland park. Right. Um, and, and which I want to get to in a second as well. And then there was also a shooting in Akron, Ohio, where, um, it based on all the, what I've read so far, it sounds a, lot, shots. I think he was sounds a lot more like a lynching than a, than a shooting. I mean, then, I mean, it is, this is like, I believe there were 10 officers on the scene sit this, this, this black male, I think he's 25 years old was hit with 60 shots 
60 bullets, one person, 10 police officers. We have got to do a better job. I know police officers have a very difficult job, but th th this, this is sick. It is absolutely sick. And I feel like every, every, uh, every episode now we have like our five minutes where we uh, try to connect and say something meaningful. And then the rest of the 55 minutes are spent blathering about other stuff. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to call out that shooting in Akron. And if you don't know about it, please make sure you read and get educated about it and just see how you can get involved and, and um, you know, share that with others. Um, certainly, we, we support the police officers. We know that they are uh, out and there. And that situation was there, there was an accusation that he was firing at the police officers. Mm -hmm. so I, I think that they that, find his gun in the car, though. Yes, they did, but they, they and he was on foot. He took off. Yeah, but they that the that he was firing at them while he was in his car. He he left the gun in his car, and so that you know. So I mean, but even if he did do that, obviously he doesn't warrant getting shot sixty times. But that's right. why that's a situation where you might need to have an independent investigation. Um, Fair. Fair. And I agree with that. I, you know, certainly as, as I was saying that, you know, police officers have a very, very difficult job and we know uh, several of them who, who, uh, you know, I, I, I know a lot of them here and there are some right. of the, like, they're, they're just like all the earth kind of people, wonderful, wonderful people. And um, so, but, but there does seem to be some type of issue. And when, you know, when you, when you shoot and I've had conversations with them and they, they are just like us, you know, they, they're just like, man, I can't believe it. This training, you know, it's gotta be better training. So 60 shots, uh, unnecessary. More fire than 60. There was one troubling thing that came out of Akron, uh, with the demonstrations, there was, there was looting in some of the stores mm -hmm. happened in Akron. That's not acceptable. I don't care in any situation that doesn't, that doesn't achieve anything. And there were a number of small business owners who were actually, I think, supportive of the cause. They just, you know, they don't deserve to have their stores be destroyed. And that's one thing that I can't tolerate or accept. It's just not acceptable. If you put all your hard earnings into something, that's not all right. So people mm -hmm. have a right to be angry, but they don't have a right to destroy someone else's property. And the sad thing also is in, in some of these situations, um, some stores that are destroyed in their own neighborhoods also service the people in that community. Um, and so they're, they're less likely to reopen. Majority. In a lot of ways, in a lot right. of ways, right? They could employ people in their own community, right? They, and the majority they... of these people, uh, the grass majority of the people that are, that are, uh, that are not rioting, they're, they're demonstrating. And, and right. it's a cut, it is a couple bad apples, but, um, but that's right. not. Um, right. So I want to, I want to encourage people to, you know, kind of familiarize themselves with what's going on there. And, and certainly I'll continue to do so. And, uh, I appreciate all the points you brought up because those are points that, uh, you know, I, I, I had heard about the gun, but I had not heard that shots were fired. So look, we all need education. It's awesome. But, uh, again, I stand by 60 shots, you know, not unnecessary. Shots, then, it hit him. I think he was shot 60. I think there were actually more bullet right. casings found, which is just ridiculous. Insane, right? Insane. And um, and then the Highland Park um, shooting is what I want to just quickly talk about where um, 
a uh, white male who um, white young male, right? Young male, twenty-two, I think he was. Obviously, very disturbed. Um, he had showed up at the Chabad, which is a Jewish organization. Did you hear about this in Chicago? No. Uh, he showed up there, and uh, he was. I think he was eventually asked to leave. Um, and he was he was sent out, but um, and then he had threatened to kill his own family. He had threatened uh, to kill himself. The police. Right, right. He had threatened to kill others. He had had a visit where I think he had knives and a dagger taken away from him. But right. unfortunately, that didn't set off the red flag laws because he didn't have guns at the time. So he just had his knives. There's going to be a series of what yeah. happened because there were so many tailing signs about this kid my mom told me that actually his father had run for mayor i don't i don't know and that the current mayor um i forget what her name is was the cub scout leader and she actually had him as one of her uh kids so that they they had known that this kid had problems for years mm -hmm. and um it just seems like the uh society dropping the bomb the ball again i guess the ball that's the expression and and again, I think seven people were murdered, but um, I think 30 people were, were, were wounded. I mean, just staggering numbers. Um, and, and it sounds like, unfortunately, it could have been much worse, but this is probably uh, the rounds, probably another AR-15 incident or something similar. It was, it was an AR-15 and um, I've read two stories and they're all heartbreaking, right? So, and all these stories of, of victims are, they're all heartbreaking. And I read a story uh, about a boy named Aiden McCarthy and may, many of you may already know this story, but he was with his parents yeah. and his parents were both killed and he was found under his father's leg. Um, he was rescued by someone and um his father him shielded him i think his father shielded him right he uh i hadn't i hadn't read that i found i heard that he was under his his father's leg and um so you know case. it's it's just like when you think about that as a dad as a human as a son um it's completely heartbreaking to think that this poor boy uh will now go on the orphan. rest of his life you orphan. know not what he's orphaned Right. He's, he's orphaned and and uh that type of trauma at that early of an age um do we know how old he is i know he was two a and a half years old i heard two and a half years old so i had heard on cnn that actually his father shielded himself mm -hmm. shielded the yeah. boy so the father the father ended up dying to shield his his yeah. son which is such a sad situation i know they are i think having a gofundme account for the kid yeah, they are. And so well, that's what I wanted to talk about was if anyone, if you have anything, couple dollars, anything, uh, I know that I'm not a Facebook person, but my wife is on Facebook. And so if you look her up, uh, she linked to the GoFundMe there. Um, we certainly uh, donated yesterday. And last check, I, I, it, their original goal was like $150,000. And I think they're over $2.2 million, which is which is great to see people kind of come together and support this and and um, but I would encourage all of our uh, listeners to, to if they can do anything to help uh, this boy out or any any 
you know, I think like one of the, the causes that we have right now is just, the link. I can put it on yeah. the Facebook page. Okay? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. But I think anybody who um, just, you know, can can help out the, these kids, these people, parents, children, people that have been victims of, um, you know, these attacks. It's awful. And if we can, as a society, maybe come together, if our legislators aren't going to act fast enough, you know, I think the best thing we can do is reach into our, um, our wallets and our, our pocketbooks and stuff like that and uh, help out where we can. So that's all I want to say about uh, that. There was another instance too that I heard where a girl was with her mom and they were running and the mom got shot and the, and the girl got down next to her mom and said, I'm sorry, mom, I have to leave you because I don't want to get shot. Like imagine saying that to someone and her mom was already dead. Like imagine saying that to someone in, in like, was this the Hebrew school teacher? I don't know if this was a Hebrew school teacher. It was a, it was a girl and her mom. So I'm not sure, but you know, it's just like these stories, like you can't read these and then I, I, I don't know how you can flip back and think that semi-automatic weapons should not be banned. I just, for the life of me, I don't understand it. We're not going to do a whole show on it. No. But I, I, for the life of me, I just don't understand how this um, isn't the case. So again, once again, public service announcement, I think, uh, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Lev, to talk about Philly, but uh, I encourage everyone to get out and to um, vote for the politicians in November that most reflect the most important values. You're not going to get everything. It's kind of like dating. You're never going to get every single thing that you want, but you have to vote on the most. You have to have your, these are my must-haves. And I think that's what you go with. So Lev, I'll this, turn it over I, to you. I, I was telling you earlier, Highland Park's such a cool area for those of us who grew up in the 80s, because a lot of our favorite movies were to take place. I, I believe Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. 16 Candles, Home Alone. Um, weird well, you said, I thought you said Ferris Bueller was not one of them. Well, but I think it's supposed to take place there. It, it might not have been filmed exclusively there. I think it was filmed in LA, but it's supposed to take place there. And like uh, Home Alone and um, Weird Science, Breakfast Club, I think. Breakfast Club. Yeah. So it's a very nice community from what I understand. And just a really sad thing. Philadelphia, uh, Jason Derulo was kicking it um, on Monday, had so many people there who were excited and everything. And, um, so the fireworks started at 9.45. At 9.47, between the back of the stage to the area around the art museum steps, if I'm correct, two police officers were wounded, one shot in the arm and one actually a bullet grazed the man's head. Um, it was interesting because we found out that the police officer, the bullet was stuck in his hat. It's, it's an amazing picture if you get a chance to look at it because I was watching Tim Furlong from NBC 10. He actually had a picture of the bullet in the police officer's uh, hat. So both of them- are, In his hat, H-A-T? Yeah, yeah. I don't I know if it went further. Right. So I think it probably went like this. So it didn't really, pierced the skin. I think it, it literally grazed the head. So uh, this person, I mean, that's a miracle in itself. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big one for miracles, but if you get a chance to see this picture, the fact that this person was shot and you can literally see the, the eggs, you know, the part of the bullet 
in the police officer's hat um, that this person lived. And so they still don't, I don't think they know uh, who was the, you know, they don't think it was someone at the concert. Um, it was 10 minutes after, I guess, 10 or 15 minutes after Jason Derulo left the stage and went to the back area. It might've been someone firing randomly. It might've been from an outside area. They were looking at some of the apartment buildings close to the art museum. So it was crazy because what happened was uh, once the bullet, once people realized what had happened, the people started stampeding away from the concert and it just, you know, it became crazy. So you had people running in three different directions. Uh, what happens is when you have a situation like that, people uh, get all fearful and they run and that's understandable. So you had things being left behind, people uh, leaving strollers. And so I hope that they find out uh, what happened because uh, it was uh, it was really, unfortunately it was a, it was a sad way to end the evening. Uh, the music was great. Um, I, I didn't know most of Jason Derulo's music. So that was uh, interesting. I, I love that last song that he does, the big one. Why don't you sing it for I knew it was coming. You can't resist. So good, girl. I want to want, I want to, no, 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 no. Cause I want to do, I want to. All right, do. that's enough. That's enough. I got to play some music if you're going to continue this. So, uh, yeah, did you see, uh, not to make light of the situation, but this was pretty unbelievable. They had the skycopter or something. Did you see, like, I saw this on the, on the Twitters and they showed, they oh showed like, yeah, they showed this footage of the skycopter and they were like zooming across an apartment and they showed these two people like having sex while all this was going on. It was like, and this then- in Philadelphia or in another? Yes, oh, wow. yes. Yeah, it was crazy. So well, I guess they figured they'd watch the fireworks and have sex at the same time. So and yeah. have their own little fireworks in there, I guess. Uh, yeah, and and one last thing too, I want to bring up about Highland Park. I just saw this. So the guy and and the guy who ran for office, I don't know if it was mayor or congressman or whatever, but so listen to this: the 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 killer in the Highland uh, Park um, shooting. Uh, I just read this that his father sponsored his gun, his application for his gun, despite knowing that his son had made threats to kill himself and his family and police had already confiscated, like you mentioned earlier, his cafe of knives. So, and, and the parents said they were unaware of any red flags. So, you know what, parents do better. I mean, like this, this is, they, they should be charged for, I mean, that that's negligence to me. Like I, I, Sorry, that's what that's what I believe. So. And the family in Michigan is was charged for the shooting in uh, at the high school, so maybe they maybe the father should be charged. So. Yeah, I mean, so uh, anyway, it's uh, you know that's uh, that's our kind of uh, real world update that we have right now going on. So how was uh, how was your fourth? It was nice and quiet and I went to the pool. I went to Green Acres pool. I'm now a member again. So oh, I, I yeah. do you walk there or do you uh, drive I there? Drive. I'm lazy. Okay. I okay. drive. And then Sunday I was up in Philly uh, actually on Sunday and might be going up on Friday again. So I have a, I love going up to the Boris building. Okay, that wasn't the reason why I was there. I went up to a museum, was free admission. Um, okay. So uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, you had maybe a little special lady friend up there. Nah, nah. Oh, um, what about you? What did you do? We, uh, you know, it's weird because like all of a sudden now July 4th is not July 4th, right? So it's like July because people have to work on July 5th. And I never remember this as a kid. But down here, it's like uh, the big celebrations took place on July 3rd because everyone was off the 4th which is really kind of a weird thing. Like they'll do par neighborhood parades and stuff like that. But, you know, fireworks, if they're at 930 at night down here and kids are going to camp or people going to work on the 5th, uh, you know, it's not as conducive to relaxing. So I don't know if we used to get more days off around the 4th. No, I just don't think it was such a big deal. I think you, people yeah. dealt with the fact that they went to fireworks and still got up early. Yeah, people used to be tougher, maybe. So, uh, as as Mayor Rendell, what do you say about Philadelphia? We've become the wuss society. Remember with the Eagles game? Yeah, well, better than uh, who is it, Mayor Kenny? Now, who like says he can't wait till he's not mayor anymore? Yeah, but you know what? I I realized. I mean, at least the guy's being honest. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you wouldn't, you, would you want to be mayor of a city where I swear I saw this a uh, couple weeks ago? It was. Nightline had a, a special, probably no one watched it, but Philadelphia, like city of shootings. I mean, literally it was on really? two weeks ago. Yeah, it was, uh, I was up late one night and they had like the shooting epidemic of Philadelphia. And to a lesser degree, Wilmington, for the size of the city Wilmington is, we have serious uh, gun problems here in the city of Wilmington. So. Right. Yeah, lot, lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of challenges there. So we pray for our uh, beloved Wilmington. Uh, so, all right, let's go ahead. Let's dive in. I, I, had, some, I had some topics of interest because something happened really, really big in something you're passionate about last week, college football. College yeah. football. I mean, this is was. Quick. It was a busy week. It was a busy, busy week. We gotta, we gotta move and and be quick on this stuff. But yeah, college football. I'm really upset about this, though. But go ahead. Does it make any sense that the Big Ten is expanding and adding two schools from Southern California? Because it doesn't really make any sense to me, unless this is becoming the American Athletic Association or whatever. You've got USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Now, I understand Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC, but at least they were contiguous, right? The states were close. I mean, USC and UCLA doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. I hate it. I hate these. And we talked about this when Texas and OU came to the SEC, and I hated that, not because I'm worried about competition for Georgia, but because this is what we eventually predicted that there were going to be two super conferences basically is what this is all going to evolve into. And that's what I'm afraid of is going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. And I like UCLA and USC, it just seems crazy that I, like the travel schedules that some of these schools, these, these kids are going to be traveling cross country. Maybe you know, not for the football, but for the other sports, which is a major. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, wait, what's going on with the football? Why do you say not for the football? Well, because, I mean, you're only traveling once a week, though. I mean, but yeah. say something like basketball or baseball, you would have to schedule every, you know, you would have to, I mean, it would be so hard to schedule. I mean, if you're going to do basketball, I guess if, say, you're in Nebraska, you would have to schedule to play UCLA and then USC the same week or something along that lines because 
if you're going to do your traveling for a sport like basketball or baseball or one of the other sports, you try and get your concentration, uh, no, excuse me, try and get your travel together. Football, you only have to do it uh, once, once, I guess, a week. And, and I guess I would be confused how they're going to do the divisions in the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten is done either. I've heard maybe uh, Washington and Oregon joining the Big Ten too. Uh, which makes sense. If you're going to go out West, you might as well add Oregon and Washington. But then, it, and then I heard the big 12 is going to poach Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona state. And then what happens to Cal and Stanford and then Oregon state, Washington state, nobody wants Washington state or Oregon state. Those are like the schools that are going to oh, end up probably the Beavers? in the Mountain West or something along the lines of like the Mountain West Conference. So everything's screwed up. No one wants to be in the Mountain West Conference. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because if they redid this or it just sucks, man, it sucks. The SEC is like the whole Texas OU thing. I hate it. And the whole, everything's going to be collapsing soon. So uh, that's, that's my prediction as far as college football though, but I am getting excited because college football uh, you know, we are getting closer and closer every, I think I, I heard, is it this weekend is the last weekend that we won't have, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was the last weekend we won't have, uh, football, but that's not true. When is the, uh, NFL hall of fame game? Uh, I think the la last week of July, right? Is it the last week of July? We did have a big game this past weekend. On, on did you Sunday. watch any of the, uh, stars? The end of the game. I watched the end of the game. Our, was it the Star Stallions? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. The I think I believe it was the Birmingham Stallions' first appearance in the USFL Championship game. Remember, the Birmingham Stallions used to be led by one Cliff Stout of the right. who used to be of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you remember the Stars quarterback's name? Dr. Cena. Of course, uh, that's right. But the Stars came up short, thirty-three to thirty. Um, the backup quarterback, uh, Snookus did not play. <laughs> Both teams had backup quarterbacks there. Right, right. So the uh, backup threw two interceptions at the end of the game. I can't believe I'm talking about, but it looked like the it looked like the stands were packed. Actually, I don't know if those tickets were sold or given away. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. I, I, you know what? But the USFL, they did. I tell you, they signed on for another season. Well, that's see, that's more than most people gave them credit for. And God knows why the XFL is starting. I wish the two would just merge, right? And, uh, you know, just do it that way. Um, but uh, maybe that's what The Rock is working on. You know, maybe that's what he's doing with the XFL. So it would be cool if they merge. But the so next year, I heard that the USFL they are going to not be just in the bubble in Birmingham. They are going to be or in Orlando rather. Now they're going to be in four markets. And then I think the goal is year three, if they are still, uh, viable. you know, viable, then they are going to look to go to the markets where those teams are located. So, so I, know, I, I don't know. I love it, man. I like to put on, I mean, like, you know, I don't, I, you I get a Philadelphia stars t-shirt. No, I didn't. But I, the truth of the matter is I do like sometimes on a, you know, a, a Saturday afternoon in June, I like that there's football on. Yeah, you know, so I, I hope that it keeps up. And I, I agree. I mean, maybe between the two leagues, they can merge and become somewhat of a feeder system into 
the NFL because it would be pretty cool to give some some guys their uh, their shot. I was some some coaches too, some guys and girls. So yeah. you know, it's they, pretty neat. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Um, I think the coach for the uh, the Stars is Andrus Bart Andrus. I don't know if that name. I don't know. I'm not Skip, sure who it is. Skippy Holtz won a USFL championship. Yes, he did, man. Um, did he get lifted upon the shoulders of giants or no? That I don't know. That I don't know. But oh. um, but we had. I mean, you had some good coaches. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you who is a, a giant right now is. Uh, your boy Kyle Schwarber, man, is that dude on fire! It is unbelievable what he is doing to the baseball right now. I know he hit another one last night, right? Two, two ones. Wow. Yeah, he hit two last night. So twenty-seven. Is he twenty-seven home runs? I think he's twenty-six. I think it's twenty-six. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but he's still hitting two eighteen, uh, which is very Greg Luzinski like. And uh, the Phils beat the Cards la- or the Nationals last night, eleven to zero. The Nationals are a very bad baseball team. Uh-huh. Um, Schwarber loves to hit though against the uh, Natties, but uh, so he uh, led the way. But JT ch- chipped in with a home run. Uh, Derek Hall, a call up from the Phillies, who's hit. Uh, I think he's hit two home runs or three home runs already. He had three hits yesterday so he's looking like a you know i mean the problem is is he's blocked with reese hoskins at first base unless they deal reese for some pitching uh so but the fills are they're doing all right and uh cristobal sanchez a young guy got the start and threw five uh scoreless innings which is great and then the fills locked it in obviously they blew out the nationals they are 43 and 38. They are, I believe they're seven games out for the division. And right now, as of today, they are a wild card team. So do we have a, I guess the question would be the record of the new manager is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I saw it yesterday. Uh, I forget what it, his record is, but it is, it is much better than Joe Girardi's. Yeah. And so uh, I heard, so that's the good news. I heard the, Bad news is we're down two starters. Um, your your boy uh, Suarez is uh, Ranger Suarez. Yeah, I know he's hurt, but but I think Rangers is going to be back before uh, the he'll be he should be back by uh, towards like the twentieth of July. I think was what he told me. So he'll be back, and uh, and then Zach Eflin, who we talked about last week with his uh, bulky knee is going to be um that's a big question so i think that they definitely need to boost that pitching come trade deadline time and again as we talked about last week they still do need a center fielder don't give me a double and it seems like mickey morandini or mickey i say that mickey moniac is not the uh, center fielder of our hopes and dreams you just had a little background noise here so, no, uh, I didn't get it, man. I didn't, yeah, I didn't pick something it up. fell Maybe. down the uh, stairs. My nephew is over. No, I'm 11 is in the background. I asked him if he wanted to be on today, and he said no. So, oh, okay. Well, he's yeah. a big fan of ours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not, so, he's not. I was actually thinking about picking him to the uh, game tonight. Is there a uh, does he know that the Phillies are now uh, in the wild card if, if the season? I think he could care less, but I'm wondering if there's a is there a business person's game tomorrow at one? Uh, I'm not sure. I do not know. I might actually have to play 
it's the beauty of being your own boss is you can play hooky every once in a while. So I might have to uh, see about going up if there's a one o'clock game tomorrow. You should. I mean, that could change his whole being, you know, like an experience like that. And the, the Phil sold out the, the game on, against the cards the other night. with They had, they had a national, they actually, so I was driving by there on Sunday at about four o'clock and I thought they had had a day game. So I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize, no, they had a Sunday night game. They had a nationally televised game on ESPN and then they did the fireworks afterwards. So the, you're saying that that was completely sold out, though. Yeah, that's what I heard, that it was a sold out game. I mean, I certainly wasn't there, but um, yeah, that that's what I had, I had heard. So that's it's great that they're selling out. I mean, look, maybe this team can rally. Castellanos starting to hit a little bit. Um, certainly uh, Hoskins is starting to hit a little bit. Maybe JT comes around. They have the firepower. Schwarber has just been like outrageous. Uh, and, and it's so funny because uh rich mckinnon and i go back and forth texting about schwerber because he basically said schwerber need to hit so he's convinced that he jinxed schwerber but because of him i think this act this thing actually took off but so uh it, it was fun so next time uh affiliate slumping maybe we need to talk ill ill illy that's not a word but i'm making up words today illy of him and then Bryce Harper said he's going to be back this season. So what do you think about that? He said, Bryce Harper said, I'll be back. He's not getting his elbow worked on. He said, I will be back. I want to play whether we are in the wild card contention or not. Well, that's a, that's a good thing for the team. It also, it's going to make people want to come to the park because it gives them something to look forward to. Um, I did see Rio Malta, Rio Muto, Muto stepped up this weekend and the series against the Cardinals. So that's sort of what they were saying when the injury first occurred, that it would mean that the rest of the team would have to step up and hit. So that can only be a good thing. Uh, obviously, he would be your DH uh, when he comes back. Um, and, uh, yeah, a wild card, I think if they did make the wild card, I think the fans would be pumped. And it would certainly mean something going in this year and, and then as well as going into next year. Um, Again, remember the Schwerber signing was the less attractive of the two signings. It was the Castellanos signing. I don't think he's really turned it on yet, has he? No, but he's starting to show signs of life, and that's huge. Yes. So, you know, if he, can, if he can start to pick it up. I mean, these guys, and this is what we got so excited about with Bryce. I mean, you had five guys, not including Bohm, who's actually hitting pretty well now. He's close to 270. Uh He's not hitting for power, though, unfortunately, but you had five guys who can absolutely hit 40 home runs between, well, maybe not JT, but absolutely hit 30 home runs. So between JT, Schwarby, uh, Castellanos, Bryce, and Reese. And, you know, again, Didi has been hurt. He's been sort of in and out of the lineup a little bit. And uh, Alec Boom has settled in at third base. So I, I am excited about that. So, and then I said, Derek Hall, I mean, this guy, yeah, is he a, not, is he not to be Derek Hall of Mount Pleasant, but yeah. And actually Derek Hall has a birthday because he was on Facebook. So happy birthday, Derek. Happy birthday, Derek Hall. So Derek, but this is a different Derek Hall yes. who uh, plays baseball and he does it very well. And he hits baseballs very far and very hard. And uh, he's a left-handed hitter. But again, the problem there is that he is strictly a uh, first baseman slash DH. He's been in their system for a little while. So he's an older prospect, but man, can that guy hit? 
Uh, he can mash some pitching, some left-handed pitching. So, you know, do they get to the point where they de- – I, I don't think they're going to deal Reese right now, but uh, is that something maybe they look at in the offseason for some, for some pitching help? It, it could be. But at this point, I think that the Phils – uh, are doing some some good things and their farm system is starting to get a little bit better. So maybe the arrow is trending upward for our beloved Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, that brings us to the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> you know, I've actually been watching Summer League. So last night I caught some, I caught some of the, I caught the Sixers Grizzlies game live. Paul Reed, 20 points last night. He, I think he might have had, now he didn't have a, a, tri, a double. I think he had a double double last night. I think he's 20, 20 and 15, my man. 20 and 15. He didn't have a, a triple double, but it, it did pretty damn well. Um, and Isaiah Joe put up 19, and Jaden Springer looked pretty good. Uh, so, you know, they, they lost 103 99. Does it mean that much? I mean, it was the Salt Lake City Classic. I think it was the Salt Lake City Classic. So I did watch that. And then Chet Holmgren last night put up 23 points with seven, seven for nine in his NBA Summer League debut. And we both pronounced him to be a bust. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, he's not going to be a bust. People, let's not go crazy on the first week of Summer League or Summer League altogether. Markel Fultz looked very good in Summer League as well. Let's, let's also not forget that there's plenty of Summer League legends out there that have not amount. I'm not saying that about Chet Holmgren. I'm not saying that about Paul Reed. I think at this point, though, if I'm the Sixers, I shut Paul Reed down. I don't think he has. I, think, I don't think he's going to Vegas. I thought Bassey was, but I might be wrong. Okay. So, I mean, Paul Reed, is he was, he was an animal last night. And I don't think, I think he's going to be a key rotational piece. They have yet to address the backup big. And thank, can you believe that freaking DeAndre Jordan got yeah. signed by someone. That that and and Denver went really quickly on that deal. And yeah. so um, today is, if I'm correct, today is the official day that it is today, right? That the free agents sign their contracts because it's July sixth. So I think I it's, thought it was July first, wasn't it? No, I think they like unofficially. So I think it's today that it goes on the books. So there's been. A lot going on in the NBA, and and if you had the time, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about it. So, I, of course, I always have time for you. And today, just don't don't forget, today is seven six day. So do you know what that means? It's seventy six er day, baby. Oh, yeah. So go ahead, what fire? Yeah, away. Yeah, what, so, do you got? what do you got? Uh, well, you got to talk about Kevin Durant too. Durant. Well, and let's because can we? I guess we haven't done the Sixers moves yet, right? Because nope. we had the show last week, so. P.J. Tucker, three years, $33.5 million. Like it or not? Uh, too much uh, money and too long of a contract for a 37-year-old. I would have signed someone who fills a similar role and is a bit younger. Daniel House. Uh, yeah, and last week I called him Dan Well because that's how he spells it, but that's, <laughs> I guess he's just crazy like that. I like it. I like it. He's a long, lengthy kind of three guy. Um, I think he does a lot of the things defensively that we are looking for. And again, I'm not looking at him to be a superstar or even a star, but I think he will defensively help us out. And I think he will be closer to the 
I think he's what we want Matisse to ultimately become. Rio Grande Vipers G League. Is he the G League MVP? I, I don't even know what the guy's He's name. everything. He's the G League MVP, the finals MVP, you know, like Playboy of the Month. What oh is his God. name again? Uh, Traveling McQueen. Has anyone got a Traveling Queen? Has, has any, anyone gotten more ink than this dude who's not really contributed ever in an NBA game? Like, it's, it's unbelievable, right? So you, would actually, you might actually have on this team two former G League MVPs and Paul Reed and this McQueen guy or whatever. Yeah, and you look at Charles Bassey, and he would have been MVP. Like, you see those numbers he put up, remember, at the end of last year? He, he did great. Yeah, I mean, this Traveling McQueen or whatever, Traveling Queen, whatever his name is, uh, 25 years old. Uh, I read a sm- short piece on him, and his story is pretty, like, pretty wild when you read about it. Um, and so check it out, and who knows? Maybe this guy can help out. I don't know. I can't – I don't have an opinion on him. He hasn't played enough ball for me. Uh, you know, of all the signings that we've made – I still like um, Melton the best, the, all the moves we've made thus far. I still like Melton the best. I think he's going to contribute. I think he's a really nice signing. And then I he- heard today that uh, your boy Eric Bledsoe was released. Uh, now, he is expected to sign with the Lakers, but uh, you interested in Eric Bledsoe? What the, and what's the difference between Eric Bledsoe and Eric Gordon? I, I'm convinced they're the same guy. I think Eric Bledsoe is like six one. Okay. Uh, he's a little bit, I think he's like 35. So okay. he might be a couple years old. I'm really not all that convinced that we should want Eric Gordon with his, I think his $19 million a year uh, salary cap uh, right. situation. So that's. But Eric Bledsoe, who was released and uh, uh, who I'm convinced is the same person. Would you be interested in Eric Bledsoe? I, I, I would be just like I, I'd be interested in DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> are these over the hill players that don't have anything left? I, I don't know. I, I always liked Eric Bledsoe though. I, I, you know, I was uh, a little bit, uh, you know, when the Milwaukee gave up on him, I think that was totally cool. Yeah. He had a rough year last year uh, for the clip show, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, now let's talk a little bit, uh, Kevin Durant and any can, other. Can I, can I, before we just in the division though, I just wanted to say, uh, just quickly, the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson, ridiculous money. Are you in favor of that? Uh, I think his money, the money was crazy that he signed, but then didn't Dallas offer him just as much money? Uh, that I don't know that I don't know, but I mean, I guess he's the winner in this situation. His dad gets an assistant coaching job. Rick Brunson, former Temple, great. Um, I just think the Knicks have no direction whatsoever. It's and very odd what they're doing. It, it, does, it almost like doesn't make any sense right now. They have um, no direction. And then uh, Boston, before we go to Brooklyn, Boston adds Malcolm Brogdon, which is another reason why I just think the Celtics are just so many leagues ahead of the Sixers with regards to Knowing what to add, Malcolm Brogdon is a perfect fit for this team. I could not agree more. I love Malcolm Brogdon on the Celtics, and I hate that this move was made. And I was going back and forth with some people, and they were saying he's always hurt. 
He's not as good as everyone thinks he is. Malcolm Brogdon, you add him to that Celtics team that already made it to the finals, and they gave up Drek for him. Did you see what they gave him? Uh, they, they gave him, like, uh, you know, Red Auerbach's old cigar water and, like, you know, a couple pieces, like some some Boston bean pies. Like, it was, like, Drek that they gave him. It was, like, they traded John Wanamaker and somebody else. John like, I, what, what a, like. That is his name, though. That is his name. I think it's. Is it John, it is John or Brad Wanamaker, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. Wanamaker. I think you're right. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, like I couldn't believe what they gave for him and they got him. And he, you know what? He is perfect there because guess what? They proved that they could get to the finals without any of those guys that they traded. They traded like, you know, it's like, Hey, we're cleaning out our garage. Here's four guys. And we'll take your all-star Ma- Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon is perfect for that team, man. You put him with Tatum, with Brown, with Smart, with uh, Williams. I mean, like, you have – he doesn't need to be a superstar. He doesn't even need to play every game. So it's a great signing for Boston. I, I love their offseason, and I hate, hate, hate the Celtics. Right. And and they added Danilo, <laughs> former yeah. Atlanta – Did he sign officially or no? I think he's signing today. So okay. – Yeah. So um, – and, 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 and the Hawks made that big – well, we talked about that big trade last yes. week. Sorry. So, Go, now that we've done the East, we've done the Atlantic. Wait, we didn't do the East, though. What's going to happen with the Nets? And now I guess we can... Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That we, we, we can talk about the Nets, which is... Uh, a, this team is a disaster. Uh, they they seem to have made moves, though, to, to try and get these guys to stay. I mean, bringing in uh, TJ Warren and... Uh, um, who else did they bring in? Blake O'Neal they traded for. Neal, yeah. I mean, they maybe... Patty Mills, who uh, I like Patty Mills a lot. And then I think they made one other move. They brought back Claxton. So I read something that they're setting up so that, and then Kyrie opted in, which was a surprise, but it was obviously for trade purposes. So it sounds like, you know, what's going on is Kyrie, Kyrie, look, Kyrie's going to end up with the Lakers. I think that's, that's, I, I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. And I'm sure Westbrook will be in that deal. He has to be in that deal to come back. But apparently the Lakers, not only are they like, from what I heard, they are insisting on either Joe Harris or uh, Seth Curry to be thrown into the deal. And I'm like, you are kidding me. You are getting Kyrie. You're getting the better player, bigger headache, but the better player uh, in this deal. And you're not satisfied. It's like such a typical Lakers mentality. And they have really no bargaining position, the Lakers. This team is going to be horrible forever, the Lakers. Um, and if I was the Nets, I'd walk away from that deal. They really don't have to make the deal. They don't have to make the deal. The problem is that Irving will probably sit out if he doesn't get the deal that he wants. And then the other thing, obviously, is Irving and, and Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant is going to be, I guess he is next year's first year of his contract extension. Yes. So, I mean, you also don't have to trade Kevin Durant. No, no. Yes, yes. It, uh, or will be this year. year. I guess this was the first year, right? Yeah, this is the second year, I think. So he's got three he's more signed years. a four-year deal, yeah. Right. So you've got three more years left on his contract. And, and now he wants to trade. And you don't really have to do it if you don't want to. Of course, then you start to have a Ben Simmons situation, which is what we had here in Philly. Um, and... Would he cause a holdout? Would he say, I'm not reporting to camp? And, and so that's what he said. He, 
wanted nothing to do with it. And it's interesting that James Harden maybe was smart. He knew to get out of town before it got real bad. Yeah, and we're still waiting to hear what James Harden's contract number is going to come in for. I like that he went to the Hamptons this weekend and partied with Meek Mill and, and Drake. Tyree. I heard Drake too. Yeah, Drake was there. Tyrese Maxey was there. And it's interesting because Meek and Drake used to have beef, but they they have since uh, hugged it out, I assume. And so Tyrese was there. Joel was there. PJ Tucker was there. Uh, your boy uh, uh, Mitchell was there from the Jazz. Spider Mitchell was there. And uh, yeah, I think that was everyone. They didn't invite Tobias or maybe Tobias had stuff to do. I don't know. Maybe he was doing some reading. I know he's a big reader, Tobias is. So uh, so I'm not worried about the James Harden, the fact that he doesn't have a deal yet. It seems like he's going to end up somewhere in the 30 to $35 million range. Still a little rich for my blood, but we knew that this was going to happen. Maury has a stiffy for Harden and he has eyes for Harden and that's, that's where it is. And he has now brought in basically the Rockets from, 2018 and this is the team he's surrounded uh you know he's brought in so uh you know the, i think the the last question is what will uh you know is there a move is there another move for tobias is there another move for a free agent uh you know three four kind of a uh, another wing player i think there should be yeah. And certainly Kevin Durant is going to be the linchpin of this whole league. And if you hear the rumors, it's Kevin Durant wants to go to Phoenix, but then I've heard Phoenix, Miami, which I don't know how Miami gets that deal done. Uh, Toronto, which I think is very interesting. And then the uh, last team was, uh, I'm forgetting a team. It was Phoenix, Toronto. I don't remember the fourth team, but those are the problem with Miami is they can't trade a bio because he's got some situation where you couldn't have a bio and Simmons on the same team because right. of their contract extensions. So weird. I don't understand that either, but yeah, so I, you're not going to Tyler Harrow's not going to get it done for James Harden and, you know, Tyler hero, Duncan Robinson and three of his friends are not going to get it done for uh, AD. Yeah. So, but you look at a team like Toronto. I mean, they have Scotty Barnes, they have OG, uh, yeah and then they have uh fred van fleet so they have some guys who young talent that on that roster i think that there's a fit there and then you know you've heard the the phoenix package which could be deandre ayton and um mikhail bridges and um who was the last one uh forgetting his name he's an outside shooter there's no real in johnson i think it is what i think it's cam johnson Okay. There's not really an incentive for the Nets to lose because the worse the Nets are, they have to give those picks up to the Rockets. So Correct. you realize what a horrible trade that James Harden to the Rock from the Rockets trade was. The Rockets are in a good position to become even better uh, than on paper what they are, which which is in the next couple of years. Um, that's why I'm you know considering they have so much draft capital, I don't know what they're doing about Eric Gordon. They're saying they want more than the Sixers are willing to give them with Matisse Thibel. Um, another of the situations there, I think, is that the contracts have to add up and Gordon is making 19 million. So you'd have to put a lot of different contracts together to make that work. Yeah. And I don't like Gordon. I, I don't want Gordon on the Sixers. You know that through our text chain. Uh, I've been very vocal about that. And if they, you're right, they, he is a 18 or 19 million 
salary. The only good thing with him is, is that he is, he has a team option. So he has this year and then he has a team option for next year. So there could be an out if he totally does not play or sucks, um, you know, next year. So who knows what's going to happen? I don't know, but uh, I'm going to go back to my original question. Are the, do you think the Sixers are done or do you think there's still another move? Do you, and if there is another move, is it a big move or is it a medium or a small move? I think it'd probably be a medium one. I, I've been sort of wrong about everything this year because I, I never thought of the Anthony Melton. So, and remember I had them keeping their draft picks. So um, I've, I've been wrong. I, I have been reading Tobias. I guess if there was a trade, it would be Tobias Harris um, or uh, Thibel. Those would be your two guys that would go that have any real value. Um, and Thibel's value has sort of taken uh, a downward turn. Um, but um, it's just all you need is someone that's interested in him. If I'm correct, he is eligible for his rookie extension after next year, right? That's his rookie, that, that's his year. So I'm wondering what he's actually capable of getting on the market. I think that's a great question. And I think that's part of why the Sixers see him as a movable asset right now is right. him and Corkmaz packaging them up together. That's about like roughly around 8 million between, I think, eight and a half to 9 million between the two of them. Um, but sending them out of town and uh, because it is going to be weird because Thibault is a two-time all NBA defensive player. So he does have that, but he has not, you know, he came into the league as a four-year uh, player from Washington. And the sad thing is, is, you know, he hasn't had normal off season because of uh, COVID, I think both years and because being drafted, but the problem, and, and was he maybe hurt at one point, but uh, played in the Olympics last year. So. Yeah, played in the Olympics. So the problem is that he hasn't really uh, progressed from an offensive perspective. And I would say he regressed defensively last year. So I think that's why they see him as a movable asset. I agree with you. I think that the Sixers do have one more move in them. And I, but I do think it's going to be a kind of a minor, smallish type of move that uh, may or may not include Thibel. So I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised that they haven't really made a trade yet. If you think about it, I mean, they've made a bunch of free agent signings and they traded their 23rd pick in Danny Green, but they haven't really traded any like true assets yet. Well, your uh, only asset you have really is Tobias Harris. So the question is, is Tobias Harris moved or is he with the team at the beginning of next year? I think he's going to be with the team. So then that's, that's your big move. If he's not, you'll yeah. be back and the and does that make him and the Sixers a better team with him than without him? I mean, is this team capable of keeping up with the Hawks and the, and the Bucks and the Celtics and the Heat. I'd like to think they're better than the Heat, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what it comes down to and what it will come down to is James Harden. It's, it's I've accepted that James Harden is not the player that he was on the Rockets. And, and we know how I felt about the deal. I didn't like it. But having said all that, last week we had a little come to Jesus and I, I was in a better place with hey, I just want to accept James Harden for what he can do now, you know, not think about what he is and or what I don't like about him. And it's easy to do this in the offseason since they're not playing. But if James Harden can come in and hit big shots, not all the time, but when he needs to hit big shots, hit big shots. If he can come in and be a threat, not a threat all the time, but a threat to hit the big shots. If he can do that, that will alleviate so much pressure from Embiid 
And I do think they're a better team overall. I think do, you know, adding, adding house, adding Tucker, adding Melton, like these are three guys that push, you know, these other guys down further down the bench. Matisse is no longer your sixth guy. Shake is no longer your seventh guy. So that's helpful. That, that to me, that's a, that's a much better team. But again, it's all going to come down to what James Harden is. Is he going to be the James Harden who didn't shoot and wasn't a threat and couldn't get by anyone and got all shots blocked in the playoffs? Or is he going to be the James Harden who we saw in, you know, the first couple games of the Sixers run and then towards the end of, uh, you know, the regular season, I think we saw in one game during the playoffs, which James Harden is it going to be? So we have, as fans, we have to root for it that we get the best uh, version of, of the 33-year-old James Harden that we can. So would we like to see Shake Furkan and, and Matisse go? I mean, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't, I, like, of those three, though, Matisse is the one I'd be re- more reluctant to just do dump for salary. I mean, you can have Shake, you can have Cork Boz. I'll take a, a you know, a Wawa six-foot or six-inch hoagie in return for those guys. We know what they are, and um, they are what they are, and they're, you know, deep, deep bench guys. That's that's all they are, and that's no slam on them. That's that's who they are. Thibault has shown that he can be, uh, he can impact the game on the defensive end, but he has not shown the offensive progress. So therefore, I would be less inclined to dump him, but I would be open certainly to trading him in the right deal, uh, you know, for for a wing player who, um, you know, brings some of what he doesn't. Maybe a three for one, sort of that. I think that's around $8 million in contract that you'd have to match. But maybe around that salary. That's a little more than that. It would be closer to 10 or 11, but I don't know who who wants all that. Like who wants those three guys? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I don't mean? know. I don't know. You're creating the bottom of your bench. You're, you know, I don't know what you but I, I love people that call up programs or throw trade scenarios out there. That would be a trade scenario. Yeah, I want Kevin Durant for for Matisse Thibel, uh, Forkon Moss, and uh, Shake Milton, and maybe Jaden Springer or something. Got to yeah. give him something, young. Yeah, Jaden Springer, man, had a good defensive play last last night, but offensively, he he doesn't. He reminds me of Eric Snow offensively. Well, that's well, he's a uh, he's an NBA life, so that's a good thing. That's right. That's an right. NBA lifer. I like that one. Uh, did you? Um, what was the last? Oh, so real quick, Flyers uh, NHL draft takes place yeah. this week. So it's uh, taking place tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, don't ask me about. I mean, I've I've read up a little bit, but I haven't seen one, not one prospect play. I know like Shane Wright was the big guy, and then they have a bunch of other guys, and uh, the Flyers are looking at a, several players that I've I've read about. Um, that you know, one guy's like a bigger center. Another guy is like a really like strong right-handed defenseman uh, with a with a cannon of a shot. So we'll see see what Flyers had a goalie, a Russian drafted goalie, get arrested in Russia or something for refusing to register for the military. Do you know anything about this guy? Good player. Yeah, he would. They were hopeful that he Fedotov was going to be their backup goalie this year, but he got sent away to. It wasn't Siberia, but it was somewhere somewhere like that. Uh, so he is serving his time now, and it's a shame. He's twenty five years old, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a crazy story. Oh, Russia! So that was so I, crazy. So, Russia's so crazy. They make Florida look sane, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that was uh, hockey. Um, and Eagles are, will be in training camp in three weeks or less than that now. Yeah, no, they are. Uh, I'm not great at math. Let's. I'm actually pretty good, but uh, no, they're two and a half weeks away. So that should be fun. And and I know that building up to that, um, as well as training camp, we'll start to probably in August. I think go through some of the games, go through the schedule, yeah, pick some wins and losses, um, sort of have an idea with that. And, yeah, um, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be really. It'll be. You know, we're, we're all uh, hands on deck for the Eagles. Obviously have to hope for uh, health. That's the biggest thing with training camp that I want to see is health. Like everyone get through there healthy and, and um, hopefully continue to see uh, Coach Nick Sirianni's uh, ascension as a, uh, as, as a coach. So that's what we're looking for. And I also don't, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles make a training camp move. I just have a feeling they're not done yet. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know Sirianni until, and I don't know if we mentioned it, he's not calling his own plays. I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, it's the first time we've seen that in the city in a while. Um, and uh, this will be a big year also for Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, now that he has something to work with. Is he going to keep running these passive defensive schemes um, like the game with the Raiders last year where he allowed them to throw, what, 90% of the time or make completions left and right? Is that something that's not going to happen this year with better uh, players? Yeah, you're going to find out this season, I think, if Jonathan Gannon is uh, the genius or if he's just a passive defensive coach. I really believe that because you're right. You have the personnel now. So the question is, last year, did he address his schemes based on the personnel that he had? Because if that's the case, then this year, with all the additions that you made to that defense, uh, you know, whether it's Bradbury or Reddick or uh, Davis or Dean um, or White, uh, they, they have made so many, uh, or Tart in the secondary, they've made so many additions. So they have some talent back there. So now you expect a more aggressive uh, in your face kind of defense that Philly really loves and responds well to. And Sirianni, I, I thought he stopped calling plays midway through last year, which is when they started running the ball more. I may be wrong about that, but I thought that's what I read, but this will be the first full season where he's not calling the plays. So that will be you know, it'll be interesting. It, will the Eagles continue to be a run first team, even after acquiring AJ Brown? Hopefully they mix it up nicely. Hopefully they have the ability to mix it up. One of the problems if, is Jalen Hurts can't complete those passes, then you can't mix it up. You got to run. Yep. And so we will, we will see. We will this see. This is going to be a big season for everybody, right? I mean, I think at the end of this year, we will if you're still not sure about Jalen Hurts after this year, is it fair to say that he's probably not the answer? Yep. This is his make or break year, which is right. a lot of pressure on the kid. But it right. should be a fun season. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this uh, this next month coming up. Or we're already in July. I like July. we got a lot going on. There's the uh, all-star game coming up for baseball. Uh, maybe Kyle Schwarber even gets an invite to the home, home run hitting camp. Home, Home run derby. I was just thinking about that because he should be. I mean, based on his numbers, he should be at the home run derby. I mean, it just might be a popularity issue that he's not there. Yeah, I think he's second 
in the entire league in um, second in the majors in um, homers. So my, my fear is that he's going to go there and he's going to put on one of those shows. And then like, you know how a lot of times when the home run hitters go to the Derby and then they come back and they can't hit a home run again, their swings all like cocked. So I'm worried that that's going to be the case here, but uh, hopefully not. I do want to tell you that I tried to make one of your dreams come true, my man. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I was I was excited that you did reach out to them because I thought that was cool. Yeah. So I reached out to Mike Missinelli to ask him if he wanted to be on the show, and uh, he actually wrote back, which is pretty cool. But um, he politely declined and said he's laying low right now. So okay. I bet it's because of nine, uh, 97.3, they probably, or 97.5, they probably have a uh, non-compete and they, he probably views our podcast as such. As a competition. Them. I think he exactly. does have his own podcast. I just feel bad for the guy. I, I know he's probably made a lot of money um, in the years, but I just did not like how it all went down. Yep. I agree. And I told him that and, and said we were big fans, you and I. And uh, 30 so years, 30 years we've been listening to. I mentioned Steve Fredericks and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, I pulled at the heartstrings, but it just was not a go. But he was gracious in saying, uh, you know, good luck with the show. And so anyway, it was a very short email, but I was it was it was kind that he responded back. And then I talked to the cuz not uh, a couple yeah, of I, I, I I didn't hear the show, but. Uh, you talk to Anthony. For those of you who don't know who the cuz is, why don't you tell you tell our listeners who he is? Uh, the cuz has been around Philadelphia radio for a long time, right? He, I mean, Anthony. He, I think since the early not Anthony Gargano, yeah, and yeah. he he did some work in Chicago too, but um, yeah, I mean, he is like Philly through and through. So uh, they did this thing where like the um, I think where they're they're like they couldn't take calls in, but they could make calls out. So I I emailed that like and they like you know were on Twitter and they're like you know hey our DMs are open, which translation to um, you know if you're over fifty means or if you're lab or over fifty your DMs open means like you're open to receiving messages. So and there's what nothing wrong with over fifty for? as you and I are pushing fifty ourselves. What is DM? So, a direct message. Okay. I didn't- See, this is good. It's good education for us. So anyway, uh, so I reached out and then the producer, uh, Andrew Salchunas, reached uh, out to me. So he calls me and I'm on a call with a client and uh, I was on a Zoom and I, I hit pause and then I got a text. I thought I had shut off my Zoom and I was explaining to Salchunas I was on a Zoom and I was like, dude, but I'm going to drop off the Zoom because I want to talk to you guys. I don't think I muted my line on the Zoom when I was saying this to Salchunas. Cause someone sent me a text and they're like, mute, mute yourself. And so, uh, anyway, so I hung up, I, I like closed my computer or whatever. And then I got on and, uh, I spoke to Anthony. He was, re- he was really gracious, really like kind, sweet guy. And we talked about, uh, I just told him that I, I wasn't interested at the time of dealing the 23rd pick for, uh, you know, someone who was in their late thirties or mid thirties. Uh, and I didn't like the PJ Tucker move and I definitely didn't like the Eric Gordon move. And it feels like we all of a sudden became a desperate team. And, uh, you know, and, and he didn't see like, you know, he, he gave his point. I gave my point, but, um, and it was good. And then we talked a little bit about Georgia football. I told him that, uh, you know, I, I was going to call back. So I'm going to call back, I think 
once training camp starts and uh, give a little insight into uh, N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Just Did you tell them that we had Jamie Lynch on the show? No, I mean, I, I can't promote oh, my good, good, I don't want to get Jamie there. into trouble on that because I don't but think yeah. he's supposed to be coming on podcasts. Yeah, uh, so I, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about emailing him at some point. So I'm working my way into his good graces. So I, I, I planted the seed last month or a couple of weeks ago and I'll, I'll follow up. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to call you closer to football season. Like, Please do. He's like, I'll talk football anytime. So the fact that the Georgia Bulldogs are still on top of the uh, college football landscape right now, I'm going to ride that for as long as I can. And uh, yeah, man, who knows? Who knows? So it was I cool. see another Alabama. I can't stand Alabama. This school makes me sick. The University yeah. of Alabama. And I can't stand it. And I hope Texas A&M kicks their freaking asses this year over that yep. stupid fight. I mean, so stupid. You know what? Nick Saban, shut the hell up. Uh, that's I agree. I agree with you, man. And uh, try living down here in SEC country where it's just all and their fans are like the most obnoxious fans. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even the, I'm going to tell you something. In Alabama, there are two schools. I'd always be rooting for Auburn in that relationship. I know George has got your rivalry with Auburn, but I'd rather see Auburn beat Alabama any day of the year. So, yep. Yeah. Agreed. We're Agreed. eagle on that. Um, I won't go there, but. Uh, no, I know. I know. And, he, and I know it is Wednesday. And this is, you know, it's interesting as we approach the week. This is short work week this week because 4th of July fell on a Monday. So we're already okay. halfway done the work week. And. I don't work on Fridays where I go in to the office. I do, I go clean up or Friday is sort of my cleaning day, but tomorrow is my last working day of the work week. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, is this a light week for you this week based on the fact that July 4th was on Monday? No, it's not light at all. It's actually uh, very busy just from a work perspective, but it's good. I'm not complaining. I'm thankful for the work. Uh, always will be. So. Yeah, no, it's been really, really busy, but it's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Any big plans coming up as we, 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 I've got to go ahead to work. So, any big plans coming up? Any big plans? Uh, no big plans for the, for the week. Uh, everything's good. Um, yeah, I mean, no, my kids started a new camp today. So, that oh. was, that's, yeah, they start JCC today. So, they're oh, going to wow. go there through. Yeah, JCC, by the way, up down here is not like the JCC that we grew up. They have like, they have like archery, they have uh, zip lining, they have fishing. Although I feel like maybe we did fishing. Um, I think we did. I'd like to do zip lining. I've never done zip lining, but yeah. I'd love to see my new sculpted body get up on the zip line and, and do yeah, man, line. dude, I think that would be a live podcast. How how's the old sculpted body? How you feeling, it's, man? It's in a work in progress, but maybe if I do go zip lining, I can get the video of it and I can yeah. put it up. It's not as exciting as the skydiving. I know you did skydiving once, um, or right, you did the parachuting out, which I I'd still like to do. I just so I, much fun. We I watched that video. My kids found the video a few weeks uh, last week, and we watched it. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, what about you, man? Any any shout outs before we uh, head out? Well, I had a nice chat with Steve Rosen uh, this past. I guess it was hey. last week, and uh, it was funny. He said uh, if he does come on the show, he'll watch some baseball for a week or two before coming on, so he'll know exactly what 
he's talking about. And I said, Steve, on the show. I said, Steve, trust me, I don't really know much about what I'm talking about baseball. If you notice, I defer to you a lot on baseball because I'm just, you know, it just takes three and a half hours to watch a game. Oh, I'll read the box scores, but it's hard for me to keep up on baseball. Um, so I said that, but he did say he would come on. So I don't know if he will or not. So. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. Do I have any shout outs today? I don't, I don't know that I have any shout outs, man. Just want to wish the world healing and hope and, uh, perseverance and, uh, let's make it, I know this fourth was, was a weird time because it's like, you can love something, you can love this country and, and, but you can, you can be in a relationship and, but you can also like, you're not blind to the places where you need help and where you need to get better. And that's how I feel about my country. Like I love America, but I, I don't necessarily love the direction that we're heading in right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm hopeful that we can get together and we can go in a direction that, that, that is a, serves a greater good of uh, Americans. Well, How's I'm going to leave that on that high note. I definitely will leave that on that high note. Is that good? That was good? Yeah, yeah. It's certainly a much better ending than last week because um, yeah. we heard about your friend. And so I think we'll leave it on that high note. Okay? That'll be it, huh? That's it. We'll take this song and we'll see you on the other side. Woo!